This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source i was waiting for joe to like pause you know because i could hear him there so i could say it pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us that magical five star review wherever you get your podcast plus if you could like share subscribe because we're over 500 subscribers, but we need more. So we're going to go ahead and ask you to subscribe today. And if you can, you get the latest notifications of when we go live on the air each and every time out right here at the Lakers Fast Break, whether it's Magic Man in the morning, whether it's, do you know your Lakers trivia, Lakers History 101, and all of our great post games, go ahead and subscribe today, Lakers Fast Break. The Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Go ahead and check out what the guys are talking about now. Or actually, you know what? After the show. Try to do it after the show. Right there for you at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, Ox1947, you know he is joyously typing away right there for you at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out what he's saying and what everybody's saying at LakersBall.com. Also as well, if you can go ahead and help him out, in the Southern California area, and you want a better lawn today, go ahead and check it out at Simblades, simbladeswithaway.com. Plus our good friends at Lakerholics.com, the number one Laker blogger that's out there. In fact, here he comes now. You know Laker Tom is all happy about what's going on right now, and you know he's going to express that at Lakerholics.com, so go ahead and join him and Jamie Sweet as soon as you can at Lakerholics.com. Actually, the guys are sporting the hats there, so there you go. But once again, it is the Lakers heading into today's game in the battle, in the thick of it, for the back end of the playoff run. We can finally say they are finally in the playoff mix as they came into today's game with the ninth place in the Western Conference, 32 and 34. Things were looking good when we heard the news that D'Angelo Russell would be coming back for the game after two-week absence because of a ankle issue but the ankle looked pretty darn good today because he came in and he helped the lakers solidify their offense looked good at the end of the first half after a third quarter debacle where they got outscored 28 to 15 to the toronto raptors they came back strong and it was not anthony davis who only scored eight points on the day but got four blocks and nine rebounds it was D'Angelo Russell, 10 of 17, 5 of 8 from 3. Most of those threes in the fourth quarter with 28 points. And the bench play with Rui Hashimura, 16 points and a plus 21. Dennis Schroeder, 23 points and a plus 32. And Austin Reeves with a 18 points and a plus 26 performance. And the Lakers pull away with a tremendous fourth quarter performance, outscoring the Toronto Raptors. 37 to 22 with a 122 to 112 victory, catapulting the Lakers to just so close to 500 for the first time this year. Well, actually, when they were 0 and 1, they were that close. But 33 and 34, they are moving up in the world. They are eighth place in the Western Conference. And here today to talk about today's game, our awesome guest, co-host, panelist, whatever you want to call him, indeed. First up. First man here, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. It is Stone Hansen who was tremendous giving us the analysis on the playback, playback.tv. 
slash sacreds fast break, which you should be a part of today. A big shout out to Devotion, Nick, FL24, Aussie, and J Rowe for being part of what we did on playback. Stone, you saw today's game. D'Angelo gave us quite the lift. We've been talking for the weeks about what D'Angelo could do for this team, and we saw the best of D'Angelo Russell today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we talked about it last episode. Um, in order to win this game, I think we needed D'Lo, uh, and he came out and provided. He um, did exactly you know, sort of what this team needed, gave us the spacing that we needed, uh, gave us the passing that we needed early on. Um, the first half of the first quarter, my hopes were not very high for this game. We were making a lot of silly passes and decisions. Uh, and then we started getting it together. Um, and as the game went on, I think that we, uh, our, our chemistry like built in, during that entire game, like it got better and better each quarter. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, D'Angelo, I mean, the guards really are sort of, you know, what buoyed us in this game. Uh, the Raptors did an excellent job of keeping Anthony Davis sort of inactive offensively, one of the few teams that can because of how long they are. Um, and uh, the Lakers pr- proved that even without LeBron, even without um, AD's offensive impact in the game where he's mitigated, uh, they still have enough weapons to keep themselves competitive. So uh, Dila provided a huge uh, boost in that. Schroeder really came up big. Um, the both these guards, D'Lo and, and Schroeder, are you're either going to get a good game or a bad game from them. There's usually no in between. There's a lot of uh, good or bad, and tonight we got both good from both guys. So it was um, it's really hard to lose when you shoot 56 percent from the field. Um, Lakers did an excellent job uh, keeping themselves hot. Uh, we shot 43 percent from three with 13 threes. Um, Excellent numbers. Rui Hachimura has been playing really well the last two games, so I want to give him props even though I shredded him early on. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we're just – we're playing good team basketball, I feel like. Uh, when there's when there's no LeBron and there's no Anthony Davis really having that much of an offensive impact, uh, the Lakers came up big uh, when they needed to. Vanderbilt came up big in the first half. Uh, and then, obviously, D'Lo, um, you know, took over in the, in the fourth quarter. So – each guy sort of had their their hot streaks throughout the game, uh, and I think that that's you know exactly what we needed to to come away with this win. Also here today to talk about today's game, and I do want to mention I was so enthusiastic. I thought the Lakers had vaulted into eighth, but they're actually still in ninth. But they are all alone in ninth place, thirteen games out. They are actually one and a half games behind the LA Clippers for fifth place in the Western Conference. So they're still ninth, but they're all by themselves on their own island. Very comfy right now by themselves, which is good, which is good. It's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out as Magic Man in the morning. Whenever I upload it or he goes live, it was actually uh, the Pop Culture Cosmos got a treat for having Magic Man in the morning. And I actually <laughs> uploaded it to the Lakers Fast Break channel as well. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Of course. The madman from Toronto. The guy just can't get out of Toronto traffic unless he's here to celebrate a great D'Angelo Russell performance, a great performance by guys off the bench. And that's something I know that Stone was talking about with D'Angelo coming off the, you know, the, the injured list and, and being able to give this team a boost. But the bench with 61 points was truly a great sight to behold as far as how they dominated who was on the other side for reserves for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, it was, it's great, Gerald. And as we speak, uh, everybody's phones have gone uh, dead silent in this city. Uh, I've been texting a, a few friends and nobody's responding. So, hey guys, we won. You lost. Well, it's also one o'clock in the morning, your time. So that may have something to do with it too. Yeah, well, I know I know a few gentlemen who uh, who enjoy uh, two fours of beer after about uh, ten o'clock, so they'd be wide mm-hmm. awake right now. Uh, on the pl- on the other side of the game, fantastic, Gerald. It was the the best perfor- bench performance we've seen in a while, in a while, because we needed them. Anthony Davis had as many shot attempts as he did defensive rebounds, so you needed a bench to step up and. Um, Stone had mentioned the previously that we need to pay Austin Reeves his money and cash him outside. 
And tonight was a perfect ex example of why. I said it in the, uh, I believe it was the last playback we did, Gerald. He really reminds me of a Manu Ginobili light. Like, I'm not comparing him to Manu at all. But he really does remind me of, of a light version of him. Um, he can go left. He can go right. He's got beautiful ball fakes. He's a better shooter. He's a more confident shooter now. I think if he gets to the line more, he will definitely be in contention for a 50-40-90 season. Um, he's the second leading true shooting guard in the league. Only Steph is a better shooter than Austin Reeves right now. Um, what's, his, at, what's his shooting percentage, Sean? He's got to be. He's above, he's above, I know he's above 65%. I'm not that's, sure. For a guard, that's amazing. Yeah, true shooting percentage, that's unreal. But this is this is the improvement we were looking for, right, Tom? He well, ended it's, this, it's also he, his ability to, to, to get into the key and throw enough fakes and then. And then yes, yes. I, I, and, and once he gets a little bit stronger, He's going to be able yep. to finish that contact, but tonight was awesome. He was finishing through contact, and he was getting and ones left and, and right. ones left and right. Yeah, and one thing about his his proficiency at the free throw line is you're you're not cringing when when he's going to finish. He usually finishes his three point plays. Um, shorter play. I, I, like your, I like your Ginobili comparison because I was trying to think of what kind of player is he, and there's. You know, it's, he's, he's it's very crafty, size, but quicker. Yes, inside the paint, and he's he's just got he's got moves. He's got great footwork. He does. He does. Stone did look like you wanted to add something in there. Okay. Well, again, also very great game by uh, by Austin Reeves, but also here today to talk about today's game is good man indeed. He's the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tomp. Laker Tomp, good to have you here. <laughs> Hopefully you can get that fixed on the just let you know the typo on your on your name there. Laker Tomp. Oh, right. Yes, yes. So Joe and I have been having a little bit of fun yeah, at, Laker, at your yep. expense. <laughs> yes, I do want to apologize. We've been having just a little bit of expense at Laker Tomp for you here before we went on there. Mm -hmm. But my friend, great to have you here. When you see Vanderbilt hold it down the fort on the first half and, and just shoot so well because he started out the game four for four uh 12 points i think really coming out two, of the threes, game, just, two corner threes yeah two corner threes which is not his particular motif nope. it, it really was a good sign that at least the lakers who finished strong at the end of that first half was really going to get something done third quarter we laid an egg. There's no way to get around it, which has still been a problem for us all season. But it was great to see the team, the team, D'Angelo, the reserves, and Jared Vanderbilt, along with some spot shooting late in the game from AD, really helped this team out to get the win. Well, you know, this was a – I went into this weekend comparing it to the weekend in March, uh, early March of 2020 when we were playing the – Bucks and, the Celtics, Bucks and the Celtics on a Friday night and a Sunday afternoon. And we were really playing well at that time before those two games, but nobody was giving us any attention or respect. And I really felt that that, that weekend turned it around. Naturally, we had the COVID thing and four to four months later, we go back into the bubble. But, but there was something about this weekend and how well the team was playing, how, how they were gelling and everything. Even with LeBron missing and eighty uh, with uh, with D'Angelo coming back, I really had this hunch that this was going to be that weekend, just like that previous weekend. Because at the end of the weekend, we're going to be thirty-four and thirty-four. That's an achievement for this team after that two and ten start and all of the injuries. Even more importantly than that, there's a good chance that we're going to be in a four-way tie for seventh for eighth place. Uh, sixth place, excuse me, because yeah, Dallas have... Dallas has got to play the Grizzlies. They're a game and a half out of fifth. Yeah, they're gonna, but they're gonna be tied, and they're gonna be thirty-four and thirty-four. Four teams, thirty-four and thirty-four. Because Golden State's gonna lose to the Bucks, and Dallas is gonna lose to the Grizzlies. So you're gonna have Dallas in sixth. They're gonna be a four-way tie for sixth place between the Lakers, Minnesota, 
who are both now, the Lakers will be 34 and 34. Minnie's 34 and 34 now. Golden State will be 34 and 34 when they lose to the Bucks. And Dallas will be 34 and 34 when they lose to the Grizzlies. And we'll be 500. And we'll instead of, we'll have reached the top of the ladder of the losing teams. And now we're on the first rung of the ladder of the winning teams. And this is going to, this is going to launch us into the fifth or sixth spot. Okay. Well, I hope so. I hope so indeed, because like we talked about game and a half out of fifth place, that would be the Clippers right now in the West. Nobody Conference. thought we would make this kind of progress that we've made in the last three or four days, last three or four games. Things have just fallen our ways, you know, and it's everybody beating everybody, you know, we went on a streak. We've now won. Is that eight out of 11? There was too much. There was too much talent brought in for them not to at least try this. I mean, so since the deadline now, they're eight and th- they're eight and three. They're eight and Where three. Where do they rank defensively, Sean? Number one, Tom. We're number we we're number one coming into the game. And although Vanderbilt again, like plus minus, I'm I'm not I'm not too the starters. Thrilled, they were but, lucky that that D'Lo at least got one starter in the positives. He yeah. Four. Yeah. But when I looked at the score with like five minutes to go, the starters were all negative, and the reserves, the four reserves, were like plus 20, 20 plus more. It was well, just amazing stat. But and that shows you that depth that we got from that those trades. Switching out six players really makes a difference. Now we've Huge. got a team that's deep enough that we won the game because of the four guys that came off the bench. We wouldn't have won this game or even gotten close to it before. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about, I'm a little worried about everybody's going to be looking exactly at what happened to Anthony Davis in this game. And you can bet we're going to see a lot of the same type of defenses against us moving forward. Um, that That's a little worrisome. Um, getting LeBron back is going to be, I mean, the biggest thing that we've done here is we've learned how to win with just Anthony Davis without LeBron James. We never could do that the first two years, last two, the last three years. We still have had a negative whenever LeBron's been off the floor. Not anymore. We're now four out of six without LeBron. Um, well, you, you know what the, the two big differences tonight, Tom, were? They, kill, they beat us in the paint. They beat us with uh, more steals. They have more transition points. The two factors that separated the Lakers tonight were they were 19 for 19 from the free throw line. Mm -hmm. They didn't miss a free throw tonight. And the other factor is the the Lakers turned the ball over 21 times, but they got 26 26 points off the Raptors turnovers. So they were... That was huge. Yeah, I saw in the and, first half we had like nine turnovers and they got five points for them. Well, I've been I've been noticing a stark difference with Vanderbilt in the starting lineup, and I don't know if you gentlemen have noticed this as well, is that he's basically affecting our ability to create points off turnovers by other teams, him and AD specifically. Mm-hmm. The thing about Vanderbilt is that he's been shooting free throws very well too. You yes, know, his, his shooting can improve. I don't think he's a non-shooter. I think he, I, I don't have, I, I would have him continue to take those corner threes. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where 
here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step, bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed, and then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted, and this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers did win, pulling away 122 to 112. They are 33 and 34, ninth place in the Western Conference. And here also today to talk about today's game. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. It's Ox1947. When he's not roasting me in the chat, the world's best Lakers chat room that's out there, it is the Lakers fast break. It is, of course, also as well, Joe Soro. And Joe, you saw today's game. Great performance from the team because they were obviously focusing, as Zangerstein said and as Stone said, that this team was was focusing more on trying to stop AD and trying to make it as hard as possible to for AD to contribute on the offensive end. You saw a collective effort today from the rest of the team to make sure that wasn't going to happen as far as the loss is a concern. Interesting stat tonight. <clears throat> and if you've watched Laker games like we all have, Gary Trent Jr., who was kind of a mini Laker killer, scored exactly the amount of points all four of us scored tonight for this game. He was 0 for 9, 0 for 3 from 3. That played a big, big Big, it played big in this game, and he was, I think, negative twenty-seven. I mean, it was, I, I, I kind of forgot that he was even playing in the game uh, up until that uh, missed shot he had. Well, Sean and I thought uh, Chris Boucher wasn't even in the game, but he had played yeah, eleven it was, minutes. It's, it, you know, you guys were, were able to kind of give a little bit of the. <laughs> you 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 were able to give all the statistical information and all the the offensive defensive schemes that were going on tonight and obviously ad's uh inability to kind of take over the game at all during any phase of the game but this is what happens when you have to give credit to toronto they were in that third quarter especially they looked like they were velcroed on every player they could not get away from anyone in that third quarter i'm talking about the lakers players and sometimes guys the other team plays really well I did not see anything in this game that looked like the Lakers were inept other than the circus trying to make passes and they go into the stands. I I know they had 20 turnovers tonight, but I never felt like they were trying to, they were doing that because they were just boneheaded plays. They were, they, sometimes you get flustered and they got flustered a few times tonight, third quarter being the worst part of it, but I found myself looking at the 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 momentum of this game. It's so similar to almost every game these these days, which is one team will take over the first, the next team will take over the second, the next team will take over the third, the next team will take over the fourth. So when the Lakers were getting practically blown out in the first 10 minutes of that third quarter, I'm looking at the game and I'm like, okay, if you could just kind of close it at four or five, of course to close it at five, uh, in terms of a deficit, then I'm like, well, it looks like the momentum is going to probably go back to LA and they'll end up, you know, winning this game. Uh, AD set almost the entire first half of the f- fourth quarter and the Lakers went on a run and we were discussing on playback whether we should bring anybody else back in. And then Stone kind of called it, which made perfect sense. Like just take Winion out and put AD in there. And as soon as we did that, AD had a fantastic play uh, that basically it wasn't a block or anything, but it was a great defensive play where the, I think it was OG that couldn't score. And then you got the rebound and then the Lakers kind of pretty much uh, owned the game from there. So the difference between this Laker team and previous Laker teams without trying to pick on Russell Westbrook, 
Uh, Russell Westbrook is not finishing games. And that plays a big part in this because I, I, I've told you guys in the past, when Shaq used to dunk on people, yes, it's two points in the scoreboard, but it was more emotionally because you had guys like Dale Davis, Antonio Davis, guys that if they had walked anywhere on the planet other than in that place, they're the big dogs. That possession where he just backs down Chris Dudley and he almost falls into yes. the eighth row. You see his soul leaving his body. So so, so, how do you equate that to this, right? How do you equate that? Because I used to always just use that as an example. Well, you have a team that can that that it essentially does the same thing. It's not Shaq power, but you 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 score more than two points in these situations when you have these momentums. And Russell Westbrook was the negative. Yes, he missed a two-point play, but it was more like missing six points because how often did we see the other team come back and shoot a three in back-to-back possessions, and now it becomes an eight-point turnaround in literally 30 seconds? We don't have that anymore. Now you have guys that are, yeah, they might not have everything you want, but that's because we're in, in, on, in on every play and we're greedy and we're critiquing every play every second it's different than it was even 10 years ago but if you can kind of sit back and relax and and take the game for what it is and i'm gonna say this because i said it during playback toronto's defense was really good they were playing really good defense but man that fourth quarter they figured out another way and that's what really makes me happy about this team is they they adapted to every different type of defensive style or defensive scheme, whatever you want to call it, and they made it made it good when it counted, which was at the end of the game. Yeah, you notice yeah. that they closed this game very similar to the last two wins before that, you know, where we went on a streak where all of a sudden a close game was a 10-point game. That's what we won by 10. I think the last two games we won by close to 10, too. Um, back on that weekend that I keep recalling from March of 2020, we won those games by 10 and nine. Um, those are kind of the kind of wins you get, you know, those are great because it's a great game all the way through and you punch it out and you, you win without any stress to the poor fans. And, uh, how could we be even more happy? You know, this was a great win and it sets us up to, to get to 500 um so close who's, play, who's playing now who's 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 gonna play sunday are there have we heard whether brunson's gonna play not that's yet still, that's still up in the air at this point in time but mm-hmm. uh, if that's the case that's a big hit for the Knicks. stone as once again the lakers do win 122 to 112 great victory for the team we have to go ahead and finish out this homestand strong. But again, as you talked about on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break, you were concerned about how well the Knicks are playing and the Knicks have been probably playing the past uh, three Gerald, weeks. Yeah. I'm sorry yes. for, in- I'm sorry for interrupting, but Tom, I-, I thought I'd give you an update. The Knicks PR has said that Jalen Brunson is out for tomorrow's mm. game against the, the Clippers. So I oh, yeah, okay, I think okay, if yeah. he's at if he's out for the Clippers game, he's not going to play. Lakers. Yeah, that's not yeah. good because we need the Clippers to lose though. Yeah, that's that's true yeah. too as well. Yeah. We would like to hear him to be there for the Clippers and not there for the Lakers. <laughs> well, <laughs> if the Clippers it, are not on the well, list, let, let's go thirty-four all. You know, then we can start. Doing go, that. go ahead, go ahead, Stone. I was just going to say that. It, it could also be they're they're sitting him out on the first half of a back to back. Um, he might be playing Sunday. I, yeah, I don't, I don't Again, know if which it's, they think is the easier game. Yeah, yes. I, I don't know if it's <laughs> indicative one way or another if he's going to play or not. But I do think that the, um, I mean, obviously, <laughs> Brunson playing is sort of going to weigh heavily on the outcome of the game, and he wins. Um, if he doesn't play. Uh, they would, I would assume, start uh, either Hart or quickly. Uh, probably Hart. I, I think that that's a you know definitely a, a winnable game. Uh, it's still winnable if Brunson were to play. Um, I think the big thing the Lakers would have to focus on with that is 
maintaining their fouls. The Knicks love to get inside. Uh, they love to score inside, and they're going to probably try and get AD into foul trouble early on as much as they can. Uh, and the other thing is Mitch Robinson loves to foul, so if you can get him into foul trouble early on, that eliminates their best offensive rebounder and rim protector. So that's probably going to be the game plan for both teams, I would assume, uh, in the first quarter. But yeah, I think you know the other thing we have to do is is cut down turnovers. I mean, this was a great win, but it doesn't mean that um, you know, it was a flawless win. I, I do think that uh, turnovers were an issue. Uh, D'Lo and Schroeder had half of the team's 20 turnovers combined. They had 10 of the 20. Uh, I think that our guards, uh, in the beginning, were trying to push things a little too much uh, instead of um, just letting passes come a little bit more naturally. They were forcing things in transition uh, that they didn't need to. Uh, the other thing was in transition, uh, there were four or five plays I counted um, where the big had the two, like two or three steps in front of the Raptors bigs, and we just wouldn't hit them in a transition pass. Um, we would uh, back it right back out. So there's, there's a couple of things there. And the other thing is that in a situation like this, if you have a team that's really hurting the Lakers' ability to get space, the Raptors are obviously super long, and we're not going to have that um, sort of defense every night. But uh, I think Ham has to get more creative with his offense. If you're just having guys isolate on the perimeter and trying to dribble to shake someone like OG Ananobi off of them, it's just not a viable uh, offensive scheme and plan to get around defenses. Uh, I think you have, need to have something more in play, set up a horn set where you're able to get two bigs um, trailing back and the guard can penetrate a little bit more. Uh, there, there's things you can do, uh, and I think that Ham uh, just has to get better at, I mean, a lot of things, but, but especially offensive scheming. So um, it was a great game, though. I'm not going to say you know that I, I don't want to be negative completely. We, it was a great game, and a lot of our players played extremely well, but wasn't completely flawless either no no there were obvious flaws it's, like you said you turned around like really quick in that first half and they got nine turnovers just like that we didn't even realize they had were at nine turnovers and they showed that stat it was like wow nine turnovers and you see it didn't really cost them too much because they were actually winning the points off of turnovers even though they had five more turnovers at that point in time but you're right they, the, how sloppy can you continue to be before it comes back and bites you in the end so that's that's what I have great concern with Tom. Outside of that, again, also a little bit of the uh, the offensive rebounding too is might have been a, still a little bit of an issue there for the Lakers, uh, and also, uh, you know, the the defense, the transition, times, the transition defense. We gave up twenty yeah. fast break points, yeah, and we only got thirteen fast break points, so we lost seven points in an area that we usually we usually do real well. Yeah, um, we had a lot of blown fast fast breaks on our side, but. We just got to get back on defense. Um, there are lots of situations where we've given up easy layups to the other team. And that it's such a backbreaker to your defense when you play 24 minutes of half-court defense to try to get a stop. And then you turn around and, you know, somebody gets an easy 10-second possession for a basket at the other end. Um, so I would think that we... I don't know. You know, it always comes down to your choice. Do you want to go to an offensive rebound or do you want to just get everybody back so that you can get your defense set up? You know, I mean, it's. So well, Tom, Tom, did you, uh, did you read uh, Zach Lowe's 10 things? Yeah, I saw that on Zach. Yeah, yeah. So did, so did I. And I hadn't really thought of it much consciously, but mm -hmm. now that he wrote it, it's, it's obvious. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not understanding why, why ham, hasn't seen this yet because it doesn't seem like he's trying to correct the problem. Well, the problem usually happens. What what usually happens is you get a long rebound and you've got four guys mm -hmm. down, down on the baseline, you know, because you were attacked. You thought you had an easy basket. One guy was driving. One guy was cutting to get the rebound. One guy was cutting to get a pass. The other guy just happened to be down be in the corner. Be because yeah. of spacing, though, I, I think you have to almost apply a, a, a soccer philosophy to the the that problem as if, you know, instead of having four guys, you should really only have three. Somebody should be a rover. Right. Well, you know, what's what's really fascinating about this whole thing is despite the turnovers, 
despite Beasley not being able to hit the broadside of a barn, besides Wenyan Gabriel not really playing well, and you go down the list of, of different things, but despite all of those things, we had several guys step up and play kind of games where they used to be the guys that you could get maybe, you know, one out of three. Now we're seeming to get five or six out of 10 from some of these guys. Reeves, maybe seven out of 10 of good games, you know. And when you take each person's ability to produce what percentage of the games they're going to produce good, you know, you look at LeBron and AD, LeBron is probably a nine and AD's got to be maybe a seven or eight. You get Reeves up to a seven, you get Schroeder up to a seven or a six, you know. Um, D'Lo maybe could be a seven. Um, all of a sudden, you got such depth that you can afford to have a guy not have a good game or two guys or three, which we had, you know, in our particular situation. So it just continues to say that, you know, I think I was listening to the to the post-game show and, and they were starting. This was my prediction that, that by Monday, the whole dialogue about the Lakers is going to totally change. All of a sudden, people are going to start talking about, hey, this is a scary team. You know, if we win this game Sunday by 10 points like this, that's going to be the new dialogue. And we'll be at 500. Yeah. Yay! How are you going to, how are you going to stop the Lakers and how do you avoid meeting them in the first round? Joe, I want to bring you back in here, my friend, when it comes to Rui Hashimura, I think that's something that Zangerstein was focusing in on earlier this week, as far as her thoughts on uh, the possible hitches in his stroke. But it looked pretty good today. He was very effective. Uh, best way to utilize Rui was when he came off the bench and provided what we needed to as far as a solid overall performance from him. Were you encouraged by the on Rui today? Because he's been most, uh, I guess, uh, identified at, you know, with his inconsistency. But the past couple of games, he's been pretty spot on. And that's been a great thing to see. Role players are not supposed to play excellent game in and game out. That's why they're role players. Uh, Rui scored 16 points very quietly. And that's that says a lot, especially coming from someone who's not a star. You score 16 points, and I didn't even realize it until I saw the scores. I think it was the fourth quarter when they put up the scores uh, or the high scores for the, for the bench. I go, 16 points. Wow, I didn't notice that. That's a good sign that Somebody's doing their job. Uh, Rui is one of the few guys in the NBA that actually has a reliable mid-range game. And there were a couple times where he passed the three and went up to the basket and made a couple of baskets. I thought that was that was very encouraging because now you're you're showing the, the, the defense that, hey, I'm not just going to pull up and shoot. I might go to the hole. And now they have to combat that. So there's a lot of... What I saw today, other than the the, the turnovers by D'Angelo and, and Schroeder, was I saw players that they didn't really screw up too much. It was just they played. They played, and they were effective in, in their own spots and their own time, and that's what you needed. And it, it, and, and it, was, it was almost like all the contributors that weren't the stars said, we know that we're going to use D, we're going to use uh, Anthony Davis as a decoy and we're going to we're going to take care of it from there and they did it that's what they did Delo really kind of added that clutch those clutch baskets i cannot remember other than Le, maybe lebron a player that was essentially ending somebody's game by just hitting shots at the end that just oh. We can't make we, we can't make a comeback here. That's like what those like Lillard did to us. Yeah, it was very Lillard esque, yep. right? That's that's what that's what those guys are supposed to do. Why have we been on our side for a change. yeah? Why why have we been harping on D'Angelo to come back? Now I wasn't expecting him to hit four three pointers in a row at the end, but you saw what he did with the other points, the other nineteen points, or the other. Uh, 16 points is he's a floor general. He can get to the basket. He's a threat at mid range. He's a threat at the three. He's a threat at making a nice bounce pass. There's just too much talent Junior there. Slow mo, you know, yeah. when he gets down he's, there underneath there. He's got such, he's got such a good 
motor that doesn't move that you kind of get lulled to sleep sometimes. And of course, to me, when I heard about the trade was, oh my God, we finally have someone who can make a basket, <laughs> who can make a shot, right? On a consistent basis. And I was imagining, geez, you got AD in the low post and you got LeBron running that offense. Holy crap. You put LeBron in there and he goes to the hole and AD's on the other side and D'Lo's going to have open, wide open shots, game in and game out all day, every day. And then, of course, you have guys like Beasley and, and those guys, too, which Beasley, I'd say, uh, is really struggling not having uh, LeBron on this uh, playing uh, in, in the game because he, he gets, obviously, better shots. You when think LeBron's LeBron would really help the team? Yes, yes. Like Beasley specifically. Like either, doesn't it? Beasley specifically, I think, re requires the help of LeBron James. Now, so, tongue, like her tongue. now let's 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 be fair though. Let's be fair. D'Angelo was out for two weeks here. I think when D'Angelo gets acclimated a little more now, should he not get injured again, I think Beasley will be a benefit. He will benefit of he will benefit uh, D'Angelo playing more of what he's supposed to do, which is you know kind of conduct the offense and create the offense and, and do his thing there. And again, AD not playing up to AD standards today. I, I didn't see him – I don't know if – I might be just kind of wearing Laker glasses here, but I it, it really did feel like he was kind of just letting the game be what it was, and it just yeah. so happened that he, he didn't, they didn't need him. Now, he, he was great on – For rebounds and passes this game. He was great on defense like he always is, yeah. right? And to me, that's really what it was. And that's – the same reason why you're great – a lot of times is the reason why it's you're not great, right? So AD is not a demonstrative type player. He isn't one of those guys that's, hey, I want to be number one. I'm, it's a, I want to be the first option. He doesn't have that ego. But at the same time, by him not having that and, he, and, and having the talent he has, we get upset when he's not dropping 30 and 20 a game. Uh, today, there was no excuse for anything negative for AD. AD seemed to me... Like he said, I'll, all right, I'm playing free safety today, guys. You guys seem to be doing pretty well on offense. Just let's ride it till, till we get it. And that's what they did. And it's it's nice to know that your number one guy scored eight points and you won by 10. That's, so a, great, that's a great thing. Aside from, aside from the winning streak, something needs to be pointed out here. So it is now March 11th, and the Lakers are at 33 wins. They had 33 wins in total all of last year. <laughs> this game on Sunday, if should they win this, they have a very good chance of going on a little bit of a winning streak here because the next five games, the next two after that, should be easy wins. I mean, yeah, you're you're, and it's not even the next five games too. It's even beyond that. Even the Phoenix game now becomes interesting at home because Durant's not playing. So I don't, I don't really, I don't know which game they're going to lose. We could end up losing we Sunday. We yeah. could win out. Yeah, we. I don't know about winning out. I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I would say if we lose Sunday, the reason why it would still suck to lose Sunday, even though we kind of prepared ourselves to go one and one and kind of be happy with that, is that they're losing at home. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose at home. If you're going to lose. In my opinion, you should lose on the road against an East team or something like that's that. Been a, that's been one of the 500 again. We have to see about 500. But again. that's been one of the faults this season for the Lakers is their inconsistency at home. Yeah. Stone, could you better elaborate on that? I mean, it's just something that they've not been able to effectively be anywhere near as good at. I mean, they've been eh at home and eh on the road, which has led to an eh record <laughs> yeah there's a lot of eh going on there um we're 18 eh. and 15. yeah it, we're 18 and 15 right now which uh, at home which is not great like if you're at home you i mean you want to be winning you know 60 percent of your home games at least mm -hmm. uh and take advantage of that uh which also i mean uh if it were to be an atmosphere where you wind up in the play-in um and if you are playing at home you want to take advantage of that. You want that boost. You want to be able to, uh, you know, use whatever advantage you can and, and certainly 
for most teams, playing at home is that. For the Lakers, they haven't been able to capitalize quite yet. The other thing uh, is looking at the future schedule. It is uh, important to win the next game. The really important game to me that stands out is the uh, Pelicans game. The Pelicans game, uh, you guys have been talking about the pick. Uh, that's not only of uh, you know a lot of importance, but also the fact that the Pelicans are right there with us uh, contending for a play-in spot. Um, they're only a half game behind us. So you could put a little bit more separation between you, between someone that only has a half game separation. That's extremely important. The Rockets game looking ahead, like if you can't win a Rockets game in, in this year, uh, then <laughs> there's not a lot of hope. But So that should be an easy win. Um, the Magic have been playing a lot better recently. Their record doesn't show it, but they've been a really competitive their past three or so games. Um, and especially with Paolo, you have to really uh, make sure that, you know, Anthony Davis is playing that game because you need someone to be this sort of Paolo stopper because he, late in games, the past few games, he's been taking over. Uh, the Mavs is obviously in pretty winnable if both their guys have been out their stars. Luke has been out with an injury. Kyrie's been out for personal reasons. Uh, so if they're missing both their guys, that should be an easy win. Uh, and the Suns, um, like you guys are saying, without KD, it's very winnable. They're still a good team, but it's it's definitely you know not out of reach by any means. So uh, these are all you know games that could put us into. Um, if, let's say we win four out of the next six games. Like that's I think a reasonable outcome and and something that if Dallas uh, would be an important one because they're they're trending down. Uh, if you could jump them in that sort of six-game time range uh, and get yourself into the sixth seed and have to be able to avoid the play-in, I think that would really be something for the Lakers. If you can avoid this play-in by the end of the season, you're in really good shape by not having to weigh yourself out for this little mini tournament and you're, you're going in a little bit more fresh, having to play some of these lower-seeded teams. Um, not having to play some of these lower seeded teams and uh, you know, ultimately giving yourself a shot to play Memphis or, or the Kings. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers fast break podcast. Hey, Lakers fans looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 122-112. to 112. They are 33-34. and 34. So close to 500. Will they do it on Sunday? We think so. We're hoping so. Definitely a Sunday. Make sure you go ahead and check out the game against the New York Knicks. Looking forward to watching it on Sunday at playback.tv. So that's Lakers fast break with the crew. I will be on the road. I will be at Disneyland. So I will even try to catch the game. So there's no excuse why you won't join Stone, Sean, Joe, Nick, FL24, Devotion, J-Ro, Aussie, and everybody that's out there at playback.tv. Maybe you will get a return for Laker Tom as well. So hopefully that will happen for the New York Knicks as they come into the crypt to face off against the Los Angeles Lakers. But guys... It's been a great episode. Just everybody's feeling good. The Lakers have not looked this good all season. It is, I mean, after going two and 10, I mean, such a turnaround for the team that we've really uh, embarked on such a journey this season, the highs and the many lows that we've had. But Laker Tom, I'm going to start with you first, my friend. Please go ahead and give everyone an update on what you're working on for Lakerholics.com. I've got like... As we used to say, five different articles in the uh, in the chamber, in the hot, if you will, just depending on seeing what happens. You know, um, old school. Obviously, obviously, the article I'm not going to publish tomorrow is how how we we were watching the transition as uh, 
LeBron gives the baton to AD since AD didn't even get 10 points tonight. But um, I think one of the things that we have to keep in mind about this team, see, I, I have a totally much more optimistic approach toward the season because I've been looking at, at who we have to beat every day. And I've been seeing the progress that we've been making and the simple fact that we're going to be in a four-way tie for a sixth place by Sunday night. I think with before we'll have 10 games left, we will be in fifth or sixth place within the next six games. Just watch it. It's going to happen. Tom, we will it to happen. The guy who has matching hats with Sean, and I don't know if you heard his uh, awesome uh, thank you the other day, but Sean, if you wanted to go ahead and reiterate it on the air, go ahead. Uh, Tom, it's, uh, it's a blessing that uh, you and your wife sent such a, a beautiful care package to me. I just had about uh, a quarter of what she sent to me today. Good. So, so I was able to get through this without any any um, uh, intoxicating substances. Yeah, I was on a share rush. She's already planned your next care package. Oh my oh. goodness, she, your wife's amazing woman, Tom. You're very lucky, and uh, thank Tell you myself both. That every morning and every night. Yeah, oh. and I'm I'm gonna have to pay pay you guys back right. somehow, some way. So I got the big brain cooking on that one. Okay. Oh, the grass, so sad. Oh, felt like a Hallmark movie. All right, but before we head out, <laughs> also as well, you got to go ahead and check out the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast. It is Stone Hanson Stone. Before I get to Sean and Joe, you got to let us know what's going on with the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast. Yeah, we got, you know, our, our prospect breakdowns that we're doing, tons of those down the pipeline. Uh, we just joined Playback, so we're doing um, March Madness games through all of March, and we're, you know, enjoying them, but also uh, sort of giving what we see in real time in, in terms of evaluating um, players uh, and, and sort of, uh, you know, what they're doing as prospects. And... Uh, after that, we have, you know, a ton of content with our team previews, uh, mock drafts, things of that nature. Um, so all that's coming down as, as the draft gets closer. Yeah. And you could keep track of it if you follow Upside Swings on Twitter at Upside Swings and all of our content will be uh, posted over there. And at report underscore court as well. But that is the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. This would be a very busy week if you were here in Vegas. The tickets were flying around for all the tournament games. Pac-12, West Coast, Mountain West. I think there's one more tournament as well. I mean, the Orleans had one. The T-Mobile had one. Uh, Thomas and Mac had one. I uh, don't think the MGM had one this year, but yeah. Just, MSG, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so it's it's usually the MGM has the Pac-12, but I, it was this the it was T-Mobile this time around. But yeah, but just mind-numbingly, you know, number of tournaments always this time of week. Plus the USC is here in town and NASCAR, so it's a full weekend <laughs> for us here in Vegas. So the March matchups are being determined, and hopefully everyone out there, once they see where the brackets are at, if you can, please join us. ESPN March Madness. Go ahead to ESPN.com. Join the March Madness tournament with us, the Bracket Challenge. Go ahead and join it under the Lakers Fast Break Group. I've got the description right below in the comments, so go ahead and check it out today. But Joe, my friend, I know you've been working on a lot of stuff with LakersBall.com. You've been hearing a lot. I haven't even checked in with LakersBall.com in a while. What's the attitude? What's the, what's the, you know, you guys are always, you've talked to me about the, the attitude, the personality, the cynicism that usually flows from there, but what's the attitude been like at LakersBall.com? Well, it's a tight knit company, uh, group. Uh, it doesn't, it hasn't gotten so popular that it's hard to, let's say, talk on game time. Game time's kind of always settled between, 15 to 20 at a time at most and there's funny dialogue there's insulting dialogue there's you know sometimes people get tired of people's bs every now and then but at the end of the day it's more just enjoying the game and making funny comments and doing things like that i haven't been on game time like i 
I've, I've used to in the past because now I'm involved with the Lakers fast break and being on playback and being on the post game show here. But I do, you know, make several posts throughout the day and, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun group. It's a fun group. Everyone respects each other and everyone, you know, there's really no trolling really. Uh, there's a couple guys that kind of talk out of line every now and then, but it's kind of part of the shtick. How this will all kind of come together will be uh, determined by how we grow and continue to grow here. Uh, because I think we're, we've got a lot of facets, a lot of important information, a lot of good information uh, with a little bit of entertainment behind it. And if we continue to do that, I think everyone wins. <laughs> I've watched some of the shows, some of the Lakers shows out there. I don't know if they've been around longer than we have. I think they have. But there's going to be a point here at some point where we all hit the right momentum and and, and, and end up becoming a, a, a bigger fixture in this Laker atmosphere. <laughs> I hope uh, so. And, and, I hope and, so. and that, that, again, knowing what, what's coming in the draft uh, with the different personalities on here, I think that's all, all, all going to work. And that's how it is at Lakers ball. It's just different personalities, much people get along and respect each other. And it's a, uh, it's a fun, it's a fun group. Cause I used to be on a, 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 a pretty big uh, message board. I won't name their names, uh, but they, they turned into a hot pile of garbage uh, after, after a while, just too, too many opinionated people, too many people that uh, ventured a certain way uh, in their own thinking. And it's like, dude, this is a Laker. Uh, this is a Laker uh, site. Why, why, why is everyone all, you know, Ban happy like every if you didn't like what they didn't like what you said it didn't even matter if you were insulting you you, you were gone so with that suck this and I'm glad I'm here and I'm glad at Laker I'm at Lakers ball <laughs> I hope you are as glad as I am. remember those days that we used to talk about how we used to be like four or five games behind the New Orleans Pelicans way back when and we used to dream of the day that we could go ahead and pass them in the standings and then you know realize. Yes, realize that, you know, hey, that swap idea wasn't such a bad idea after all. So, you know, just just wanted to go ahead and point that out. Joe and I were always looking forward to that day when, when it was Well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, seriously, th- th- there's, they're screwed. If this stays the way it is, they can't switch that draft pick. Yeah. I, I, I think we're going to pass them. At that point, they're screwed. They can't switch. And to me, how this season started or how it was progressing – that's really all I was thinking about. I was a little scared about the Celtics, though. That was looking scary a little bit because if they were going to go and get 18, then none of this matters at this point. It'd just be a terrible situation. I'm hoping that that gets fixed in the playoffs, either by Milwaukee or Philly. And then, or if by, if I'm going to go Laker Tom optimism here, if the Lakers somehow hit. 88 miles an hour in the DeLorean and all of a sudden LeBron comes back with a fury. <laughs> Do we make a run? We take the Celtics down in the finals. Well. I mean, I can't even explain That's the dream what that scenario. Would be. That would have to be. It's, it, it's got to be the perfect scenario. That would be beyond happens. anything that's ever happened I'm in the NBA. I'm going to the betting counter for that. So, so Sunday's game. Sunday's Give me the odds game. on that, Gerald, and I may put some money on that. I'll let you know. Sunday over Celtics for the finals. Can we bet that? Sunday's game is really is really going to be a yardstick game because statement game. Both of these statement games. Gerald, we were talking about which teams would be the slingshot teams and which teams would be the boomerang teams. Well, it looks like the two slingshot teams from each conference are playing each other on Sunday. Lakers have been eight and three since the trade deadline. They have the number one defensive rating in the NBA. The Knicks have won 20 games since January 1st. They're one of the hottest teams in the NBA. They're the slingshot team out of the East. It's going to be a huge game. I want people to tune into it because they won't be disappointed. Before we head on out, my friend, you had another edition of Magic Man in the Morning, which is now available at the Lakers Fast Break right here on YouTube and also as well on Facebook. What did you and Joe talk about this morning to wake up for the Lakers Fast Break channel? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were uh, discussing the uh, the Raptors preview tonight and 
some keys to the game. And Joe just wanted to emphasize that uh, how important D'Lo's uh, presence was going to be tonight, and it certainly proved to be. Uh, we talked about weird food combos, Gerald. That was an interesting conversation, although I think I had more of a stronger opinion on the subject than Joe. Okay. That's uh, rarity for anybody. He, well, I, to his to his credit, the man the man knows his limits. He was saying he didn't he didn't have much of a a culinary uh, memory for remembering weird stuff people put on food. But uh, having a friend who was a Red Seal chef, I've seen a lot in my time, my man. Uh, one of the things I didn't mention on the podcast was. Uh, I remember a food truck was selling ice cream and French fries, which I thought was a completely bizarre combo. Okay, fair enough indeed. But Joe, I'm going to leave the last bit with from you. We talked about a rescheduling because there was supposed to be something to, today that unfortunately mm-hmm. couldn't get uh, get worked on. But you have a rescheduling in mind for a Wings Challenge because I know I get asked about it all the time on Twitter. Yeah, I was I was set to do this this morning between 11 and 12 and then I realized I have someone that might be able to record it while I'm doing it because if I there's no way I would have been able to hold that phone if something were to happen so I need someone to actually guide me in this and I was able to talk to one of my buddies who lives not too far from that particular Buffalo Wild Wings who's going to not only film the situation but also do some possible post-production stuff on it so we're looking at Monday, possibly probably before the game to Monday do the or challenge. Sunday. 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 Okay. Yeah. So Sunday is the Sunday. day for the Wings Challenge. Sunday's for the Wings Challenge right now. That's what I'm aiming to, to do. And then uh we're uh we're gonna see uh, how much pain I'll be in. I've I've <laughs> I've eaten the blazing wings before. Uh I didn't make it out of one and a half when I when I uh when I first ate them because I I never believed any big chain uh, wing place would be bad. Boy, did that thing kick my rear end. And I was talking, I mean, I was drinking everything that I could find. I was, if you've ever watched the movie, what was it? A Fine Mess by Blake Edwards. One of you said my that was worse than the one chip challenge you could see right below. The one chip challenge was something I, look, the, the thing is with the one chip challenge is I kept hearing somebody's stomach hurting for three days. I go, I'm not doing that. I don't have time for that. They Sorry, didn't, excuse my language. They didn't go, coat it with Pepto. I go, I go, no, I'm not, I'm not playing that game. I'm going to eat the chip and then I'm going to prepare myself so that I don't have a stomach ache. And then after I eat the chip, I'm going to have a mug. I'm going to have a milkshake and that's it. And the, the chip sucked. The chip didn't do jack crap to me. So Yeah. you call it fair call whatever i'm not gonna sit around in a fetal position for three days now the blazing wings are hot but i have gotten used to them since i first ate them however i've never not eaten them with ranch and i've never not drank something so this is gonna hurt and i usually can't eat 12 wings anyways at a sitting so it's gonna be i'm gonna try not to eat anything all day so i don't get sick but it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to probably, this is going to probably hurt. So you guys will get a chance <laughs> to see me in pain. Well, that's awesome. Indeed. I look forward to it. I'll even, yeah. you know, out from Disneyland, as I go down the rides, I'll go ahead. Hey, there's Joe. His yeah, just don't fall out of, uh, cool. just don't fall out of them. I know that some of those rides over there, uh, not I'll very, fill off the Matterhorn all that money paying. that Disneyland bends you over to pay, they, they don't use any of that money to fix anything over there. Hey, as heard. a kid, I hey, yeah. don't don't go for a dip in the water either. You might yeah. get uh, eaten by an alligator. <laughs> yeah, no one no one discussed how Disneyland is the reason why certain things continue to spread. But no, I'm serious. At, at Disneyland, I almost fell off the Matterhorn when I was a kid. Yeah, oh, because back then, back then they didn't care about safety. They put you in. You need a chiropractor old, after Matterhorn. That's what old, you need. Old straps that would just like as it goes right, you go left, and the only thing that's keeping you alive is the fact that it's gonna snap you back in on those rubber band 
seatbelts that they got. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now it's a lot better because you know, like ten lawsuits, hundred lawsuits later on Disneyland, they finally figured things out that safety is an issue. But <laughs> uh, one final thing, and before we close out, I forgot to mention is uh, Selection Sunday this week. So um, we'll be doing uh, probably a playback live stream on Selection Sunday. So if you want to join, uh, you can you can join us on that. And where's that link? Uh, follow me at report underscore court on Twitter and I'll link uh, wherever we end up doing it, whether we record an episode or whether it's live on playback, but I'll definitely tweet it out from my account. Then after you get the brackets and after you check out the guys at Upside Swings, whether live on playback or listen to what they're doing and what they're saying and what they're talking about on Selection Sunday, go ahead again, ESPN, March Madness, look for the Lakers Fast Break Group, Please join up. We want a lot of people joining us. We would love to see who is the best at March Madness. Uh, certainly not me. I usually get, you know, like I said, I, I talked about it on the show before. I usually have the uh, the meme of, you know, like a dumpster fire after the first round. So. <laughs> All right. It is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 122-112. to 112. We will be back, or the guys will be back on Sunday with a Wings Challenge. Playback.tv against the New York Knicks and also as well the post game. So please go ahead and join us and do whatever you can. Post game celebration of hitting 500. Joe and Sean, they're hosting it. So they're going to be here for the next week. So they're all you got. Good luck. You're going to need it. I said I may be hosting alone after about 10 minutes when, when Joe's in an inscrutable pain. Oh, that's for sure indeed. But thanks so much for being part of what we do. Remember, Sunday, great day. Selection Sunday with the Upside Swings podcast. Also as well, Joe Soro with the Wings Challenge. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Go ahead and check out the game against the Knicks. And of course, the best chat room that's out there and the best post game that's out there, you can only find right here at the Lakers Fast Break.